0: Okay, how is it going? So, welcome to the Leo Alves podcast. And today's episode is going to be about eight things I've learned from just coaching different people around the world for a few years now. I've been online for about 2 years. I was working as a one-to-one personal trainer in a gym for longer than that, maybe 3 or 4. And and then before that, I was like doing free internships. I was, you know, training people for free, etc. So, I've got a good few years of experience under my under my belt now and again i just thought i'd share a few lessons i've learned from that time regardless of whether it's people i've worked with members or just people i've i've come across but these are more going to be reoccurring themes and just lessons i've learned that i think you listening could do with knowing they might not necessarily be all applicable to you but i do think you all know at least one person that all of this could apply to so as i'm going through it you'll bet that i'm sure there will be like at least one person that comes to mind that fits whatever I'm saying perfectly. Now, I do hope to do this one pod. I am going to do this one po- this podcast in one take. That's a promise because sometimes I've done I've done podcasts in the past before where it's taken me like two, three, or four takes, and I just find that so long. And it's probably why I get a little put off doing solo podcasts because with solo podcasts it's just kind of easy to overthink what you're saying whereas with having a, a, pod, a, a guest on a podcast the conversation just flows and you don't really think think about it which is probably why I've been uh, inviting so many guests on maybe it's just a little bit of a cop-out for myself but anyway solo podcast it is just for the month of April I'm planning to make five this month I want to make five podcasts this month because I want to go a little bit harder on them this month. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get stuck into eight things I've learned from training, let's say, general population and just me doing coaching. So, and this is in no particular order, by the way. There's not one that's more important than the other. But number one, self-talk is just so important. And that is something I have just really come to realize big time. And and I think sometimes this just gets thrown about so much that I think a lot of people hearing this will probably not even listen too much they'll be like oh yeah we know that you know tell us something we don't know I definitely fell into that category if I heard someone say that to me in the past I'd have just been like oh that's okay yeah we already know that but then not really thought much of it beyond just hearing it but as someone who's been doing this for a while now I can tell you self-talk is just so damn important and the reason why is just because it's become a reoccurring thing time and time again where I've had and I've noticed this obviously more in people I've worked with, with, but I've obviously seen I've obviously seen this from afar, loads, where if I have a member, for example, or I've come across someone and they'll continuously tell me every single week, I just hear them say, I can't do this, I can't do that, this isn't me, I'm too worried, I can't do this, I don't have time for that, I don't have, I can't do it, this is hard, uh, no one is supporting me, I can't, uh, and it's like, it's just full of negativity every single week. And regardless of how much it, of it is true, At the end of the day, if you keep telling yourself all of these things, you are going to self-identify, you're going to identify with it and then it does become you. So whether you tell yourself you can't do something or you can, either way you are right. And every time I have met someone who continuously talks to themselves so negatively, so I hope you're listening right now, if you are talking to yourself so negatively all the time, that's exactly what you are going to become and replay that if you need to, that's exactly what you will become, and it's just no coincidence by now, because I've been coaching enough people by now, that it's the ones who are saying, oh, I can do this, like, this is great, they celebrate their wins, they're, you know, they're, they're, they get things done, no matter how little, they they do what they can, again, they speak positively about themselves more often than not, they're the ones who always end up seeing results, and this isn't becoming, this isn't a coincidence anymore, I don't think this is a coincidence, this is, this is crazy. This is like huge. This is human psychology at its peak. And I have a front seat of that happening. So again, if you are out to change your habits or change yourself and you want to transform for the better, it needs to start with self-talk. It needs to start with talking about yourself in a, in a higher manner, uh, better than you are now. Because I'm sure that right now, part of the reason why you're struggling is due to, a, it could be due to a lot of negative self-talk. And that's not to say you know we can't it's it's not always going to be perfect i know some negative self-talk is going to happen here and there for everyone you know we are only human and sometimes our thoughts can maybe run a little bit more i don't know if wild is the word the correct word that i'm looking for then then we maybe a little bit more out of control than we perhaps like but it's our job to stay on top of that to catch ourselves when we're doing that correct it asap and again it's not a coincidence by now that the people who talk about themselves in a higher manner, they talk better about themselves, they are always, they are way more likely to see long-term lasting sustainable transformations compared to the group who continuously tell themselves they can't do something. Because at the end of the day, you continuously tell yourself you can't do something, you're going to end up being right. If that's something you feel like you're doing starting today, start starting today, talk much better about yourself. And again, I do not say that lightly. Please, please, please. Um, Number two, habit building shouldn't be taken lightly. And let me expand a little bit more about this. So, regardless of how minor something may seem. So, let's say... I'm trying to think how I can describe this. So let's say, okay, your goal, when you started your fitness journey was to go to the gym three or four times a week, or maybe not necessarily go to the gym, but three or four workouts a week. And and maybe you start very well with that. You do three or four workouts a week. You've been doing that consistently for a while now. You've been getting decent results, but then eventually a curveball comes your way and you're finding it really hard to even turn up and do one workout for whatever might have happened. I, I don't know, but let's just say now you're finding it really hard to be consistent with even one workout a week. And again, this is a recurring reoccurring theme I come across. Most people who just completely stop. They don't do anything for a while because again, they have they've become, you know, too quote unquote busy. They're too busy to even do one workout a week for a while. They stop for a good while. They're the ones who always find it super tough to get the ball rolling again because again, they've just stopped for a while. If you stop for a while, so the trickiest part is always getting back into it. Whereas it's the people who they continue to go, maybe they can only go one a week, but they will continue going that one time a week just, because, just for the sake of keeping the habit in check. If you continue to go one time a week, even when you are super busy, regardless of how minor you think it may feel whilst you're going through it, I promise you that when life does calm down again and time frees up, you're going to find it so much easier getting back into that consistent habit that you had before of going a lot more frequently just because you never broke the habit. Does that make sense? You could even apply this to your nutrition. Say like, I don't know, say like you're tracking your calories and you're being super consistent with it nearly every single day, but then something happens and then you're struggling to even do it. Suddenly you're not in charge of your dinners anymore or your lunches uh, because maybe work makes lunch for you and you have to eat there for whatever reason. I don't know what type of job that is, but let's just say for the sake of the conversation and now you don't know what to do. So because you can't track lunch, you're just not going to track at all. And then you're going to find it very hard to stick. You're going, to, maybe some people, if you, depending on where you are in your fitness journey, you might be okay with that. But some people who are just starting out, because they can't track their lunch, they just decide to not track anything at all. They maybe start being a bit sloppier with other healthier habits, nutrition habits that they had otherwise built, and then it starts spiraling out of control from there. Whereas, you know, maybe to keep the sake of keeping that habit in check, maybe what you could do if you couldn't track lunch is just track everything else in the day and then save the next amount of calories for your lunch and then just be consistent with everything else outside of that lunchtime. And just that, again, it will help keep habits in check. And that's why I always say that I think people who are self I hope that made sense, but that just shows that I always feel like people who say oh, I'm just a perfe- I'm a perfectionist. So if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do anything at all. I think that's the biggest bit of ru- that's the biggest piece of rubbish I've ever heard, and that's me being straight up with you. I always think being a perfectionist. People who describe themselves as a perfectionist, I think it's just a cop out. I think it's a cop out for when things get a little bit tough, and you can't do as well as you'd or be as consistent as you'd perhaps like to. So you give yourself this. You give yourself this excuse of being a self-perceived perfectionist so that you can't be as consistent as you'd like. You can easily stop because the excuse is there. You're a perfectionist. So if you can't do it 100%, then you're just not going to do anything at all. Whereas it's not really just a—it's perf- not really being a perfectionist. It's just, it's just a bit of an all-or-nothing mindset disguised as being a perfectionist. So yeah, what I would do, and just to sum that up, I would say for point number two, habit building shouldn't be taken lightly if you can do something, even if it's training once a week, even if you feel like it's not much, keep doing it that once a week for the sake of keeping that habit in check. And to add to that, momentum will also build up from there. If you're doing once a week, you might find, oh actually this is all right. I can start doing twice a week. And it's very easy to build upon the momentum that you're because you're you're building up that momentum slowly just by keeping the habit in check. Whereas you're gonna find it very hard to build up any sort of momentum if you're doing nothing at all. Um, But anyway. Number three, point number three, put more money towards something if you want to take it seriously. Now, how do I describe this one? I think this one is more like, so when I first, started, I'm gonna take you back a few years now. When I first started coaching, like this is when I first started. I had mostly done like a lot of studying and textbooks. I was still at university. Obviously I, I didn't know as much as I do now, but I wanted to get some practical experience under my belt. So, you know, I was like, I found a, a few very close friends or family, and i told them you know if you want to start working together because if they had if they told me they had like health and fitness goals i was like i thought you know what well, i know more than most people i don't know a lot cuz i'm just starting up obviously i know more than most people out there because i've been studying it but i would like some practical experience so how about i train you for free or like for dirt cheap like 20 pounds a month like it's nothing that's nothing for a personal trainer like especially if you consider the average price for i think a one to one personal trainer in England, is maybe like £40 an hour, maybe £50 an hour, depending on the location you're at. But um, £20 a month, it was just more so like they had something. There's like some skin in the game, uh, keep them a little bit more accountable. And even there was even many cases where I, tra- I was training people for free. What I noticed very quickly is that when you're doing it for free, borderline, it's just minimal money attached to it. There's just nothing at stake. And I, I noticed 80, 90% of the time, it was just very easy to suddenly stop. And they didn't care if they just stopped because again, there there was nothing to lose. At the time, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating where if I was coaching someone, I would personally get super into it. But then suddenly, you know, if this person just felt one single phase of very normal demotivation, they would just suddenly stop and that was it. And I wouldn't hear from them again. In regard to that, obviously, if they were a close friend, I would hear about from them, but just not in regard to training or nutrition. And I was like, and I always thought, wow, so they're just gonna stop like that just because of this one very normal phase of demotivation. And yeah, again, it's like I said, at the time, Yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, but I I definitely learned a huge lesson looking back, and it was just some basic human psychology. It's that if someone is paying dirt cheap for something, they are not going to value it. And I'm sure you can relate to yourself. If you're paying, let's say, I'm going to throw out two random numbers. If you're paying £20 a month for something compared to £220 a month for something, you are a lot more likely to be consistent for the thing you are paying £220 a month for. Every time you see that £220 go out your account, you're going to be like, oh shit, like, I better keep doing this even if regardless if you're feeling demotivated you'll see that money leave your account and you'll be like okay i need to start being consistent again because you know otherwise i just feel like i'm wasting my money but if you're just if it's free or it's just or it's dirt cheap then again you just feel like you haven't got much to lose you can stop whenever continue whenever and again it makes no difference to your life almost so basically what i'm saying here if you want to take something more seriously increase your chances of success when it comes to it commit more money towards it regardless of what it is whether it's i don't know language lessons i could say this about my japanese lessons to myself so language lessons instrument if you want to learn an instrument if you want to improve your health and fitness obviously it's not foolproof but when you commit more money to something you are a lot more likely to follow through with it and again yeah at the time it was frustrating but i'm really happy i did learn that lesson back then and uh, it's something I I definitely carry with me nowadays. Anyway, point number four, I'm going to swear a little bit here, so if you've uh, got sensitive ears, then you might want to fast forward a bit. But point number four, you can't actually fuck up. By this I mean like, I get people, whether they work with me or they've just been people I've spoken to from afar or friends and family or people who just have passing conversations, they'll be like, Leo, I fucked up the other day. Like, oh man, I've been so consistent with my health and nutrition recently. And then one night I went out with my friends, I had so much beer, I had I had loads of pizza and I even had ice cream as well. I can't believe it. I fucked up. And I think this is a mindset, this is like a really, this takes me back to the point number one about self-talk. Maybe just because you went a lot more off plan one day than you perhaps anticipated or even one night. It wasn't even an entire day, it was just one night. That's not going to quote unquote fuck up your entire journey. The trick is just to always get back to doing what you were doing before. And don't try and make up for it either, either, because trying to make up for something is always a slippery slope. So again, you can't fuck up. Just go back to doing exactly what you were doing before. Because if you think about it, let's put it like this: okay, we've got two different mindsets options. Mindset A: you completely fucked up. Now you might as well eat a whole bag of Cheetos as well, because you know you've already you've already ruined all your progress. So yeah, you might as well have the big bag of Cheetos. You might as well have another big bag of cookies too. Or mindset B. You look back, you think, oh, actually I had loads of fun with my friends tonight. Yeah, I got a little bit more carried away than I perhaps anticipated, but you know what? I made great memories. I've been super consistent recently. You know what? I'll just get back on on plan tomorrow. Which mindset do you think sounds like they're guaranteed to make more long-term progress? Mindset A or mindset B? I thought so. So you have to remember that. Anyway, number five. So it links to some of the previous ones in a way, but I think what I've noticed is that many people, only half-heartedly approach their fitness goals because they don't actually believe they can achieve it. Which is kind of sad, but again, it's, it's it's just human psychology at play. You know, half-heartedness or being half-arsed, it doesn't really get results. But what a lack of results does do is provide that person with a solid excuse for when they do decide to give up again. And you know, they'll label themselves as an exception And they'll tell themselves that everyone can achieve results apart from them. Whereas really, they were just a half-ass from the first place. It's a cycle that many people unfortunately trap themselves in. At the end of the day, you've got to be honest with yourself. Because whether you, it's like I said before, whether you believe you can or you can't, either way, you're right. Point number six, if you swear you're doing everything right, but nothing is working. It's because you're not doing everything right. This is why I think it's so important to have an external pair of eyes as well. Let's say you're trying to improve your health and fitness, which is obviously an example I'm going to use a lot because that's why I work with them. But let's say you're trying to improve your health and fitness and you're struggling big time. Like years have passed now, months have passed, maybe years, maybe even decades, and you've actually never reached out to a person or you've maybe only reached out to one person. Or maybe you've mostly done like quick fad diets, like 30 day plans, etc. But nothing's worked. And you feel like, again, you feel like you're doing everything right. But by this point, you genu- you genuinely have to question yourself and ask yourself, Am I actually doing everything right? Because if I was, wouldn't it have worked by now? And again, this is why I feel like reaching out to someone who knows more than you, who has literally dedicated their life to this craft in exchange for a little bit of money, they could help you- they could help you achieve your goal and get you from where you are now permanently struggling out of that cycle to to where you've been dreaming about for years, don't you think it's worth it? Because yeah, I think once you do start with someone who knows obviously a lot more and they have a lot of experience, you'll quickly realize that you weren't in fact doing everything right. And that's me speaking from experience, both from someone who has been coached and is a coach. Point number seven, a lot of people like the thought of transforming for the better, but not everyone is ready for it. So keyword, being ready. Just because they're not necessarily ready now, it doesn't mean they won't be down the line. Maybe you don't fall within this category right now. Maybe, I'm I'm assuming if you're this deep into the podcast then you're probably someone who's more motivated, but perhaps you know someone like a family member. Let's say, I don't know, a husband, a wife, a daughter, a son, a cousin, a mother, a father, a brother. I'm sure you've heard them say at least once. I need to really improve my health and fitness. And they say it, but they'll turn around and they will change absolutely nothing. And you're someone who's been trying to push them and encourage them to change and you've been trying to help them. And it's actually been frustrating you now because of how much you're trying to help them. And they keep saying they want the help, but they turn around and change absolutely nothing. Because this is a conversation I've had a few times. I think in this situation, you have to realize that you cannot actually make anyone change. Like you cannot force them. At the end of the day, Saying something and then actually going out and executing it, they're two different things. And I think often when you try and make someone do something, you'll only make them want to do it less. Because at the end of the day, trying to make someone do something is, as I said, 90% of the time, it's not going to work. All you can do is set the example. And yeah, I know it probably would feel nice if you had your husband or your mom or your father or your brother or your girlfriend doing this along with you because it would be quite motivating and like that you could keep each other accountable but at the end of the day it just comes down to you and the only thing you can do is set an example and maybe from that example that you're setting maybe they'll sit and then down the line they'll also see you're starting to get results and then once you start getting results they'll be looking from afar and they'll be being they'll be like damn like wow this is actually working for you from for you i need to jump on this too and then that's when they'll start acting on it. By the end of the day, all you can do is set the example. You cannot actually make anyone do something. And like I said, if you try and make someone do something, they'll only pro- it'll be very likely that they end up doing it less. So turn around, set the example, and let the results speak for themselves. Because once people see results, trust me when I say, they'll be a lot more likely to jump on it with you. And my final point, you see, this isn't a very long podcast, but my final point, complaining... And blaming others for not reaching your health fitness related goals changes absolutely nothing. Work with what you have. The choice is yours. And again, it kind of links links back to my previous point. I've heard people saying my boyfriend isn't helping me, me with my health and fitness. And, you know, they don't care about their own health. And it's, I'm finding it really hard. You know, at the end of the day, it's not their problem. Yeah, maybe they are with you. But at the end of the day, this is this comes down to you. No one else. This comes down to you. So... Again, it's like I said, complaining and blaming others for not help, for not reaching your health and fitness related goals, it's, it doesn't change anything. What's that going to change? You have to take ownership, take accountability, do what you know you need to do, turn around, go and execute it. Because that's all we can do at the end of the day. Six months from now, a year from now, 12, 18 months from now, what are you going to do? You're going to keep complaining about the same thing. And abs- in the meantime, absolutely nothing has changed. And even if you can't maybe put in as much effort as you'd like because maybe you do have some some stumbling blocks in the way, if that's the right word at least, you know, for for the next 18 months, 12 months, you would have applied at least 60, 70% consistency. And trust me when I say that's definitely better than nothing. And it's definitely going to get you and doing 60, 70% effort and heading in the right direction. Yeah, it might end up in being quote unquote slower results, whatever that means, because I always say there's no timeline to results, but it's better than regressing and continuing the way you are now, right? Don't you think that's the case? But otherwise, I'm going to leave it there for today. I feel like that came to a bit of an abrupt ending, but it might not be me necessarily speaking to you. And at the end of the day, I think this could be good advice for both you and or someone that you know. So you could apply this, you could turn around, maybe apply this to yourself or maybe starting to apply these thought processes towards someone that you know. But otherwise, this is my first of five podcasts for the month of April. I hope you liked it. Check out the show notes for some free downloadable uh, content, my articles that I've written. There's a bunch of articles on there now and uh, my YouTube channel as well which I would deeply appreciate if you could subscribe to any questions on the back of this. Just send me an email and uh, otherwise have a lovely day. Take care.